it's 4.45 a.m. on a Sunday morning, and I've been up since 2 o'clock this morning. I had a lot of sleep yesterday, and I even fell asleep earlier than I normally do, and I've just been up ever since. Yeah. Um... Yesterday was a rough morning for me. I'm pretty sure if you heard yesterday's episode, I was like, I had a lot on my mind. I got a lot of that cleared up. I ended up talking to my mom and she gave me some information about what was going on with my grandma and her brother who passed. And that story in itself is crazy, but apparently my grand uncle or whatever the hell you want to call it went out in like a movie fashion. He woke up. He said he wanted to spend time with the family. He wanted breakfast. He got his breakfast. And he told everybody he was pretty much just tired. Like, he was ready to go home. And he asked them to contact the priest, have a priest come to the house. And before the priest got there, he just went to his bed, went to sleep, and that was it. He went to sleep and went out peacefully. So they gave my grandma a peace of mind, which... I'm pretty sure it was, like, good to hear that your brother, like, or just your loved one in general just went out in a peaceful way versus, like, pain, suffering, or anything like that. So, I guess my grandma hearing that, that kind of gave her some ease. And my mom and them seemed okay with that, and they were cool. So, that kind of, like, gave me a peace of mind, at least, knowing that my grandma should be okay with that way of ending versus something just, like, tragic or something. Uh, It did kind of suck to hear that my grandma was like the last of the kids in her like immediate family, meaning like her sisters, her brothers, her mom, dad, and all that. She She's it. So there is nobody else. So that's got to suck. I, I, I was thinking about that a little bit. And I've always told my girlfriend, my mom, and all of them that I have a feeling that I'm going to probably be the last person out of everybody I know that's going to end up being alive because I'm stubborn like that. I don't want anybody to cry over me or anything like that when I pass away. So I'd rather take on the burden of everybody else dying and me dealing with the hardships of that versus them having to because for whatever reason in my brain I feel I'm stronger than everybody in that sense I don't know if that's like a form of arrogance crazy just my defensive mechanisms or whatever but I talked to my mom about that too and I was pretty much telling her that had to do with watching my mom from like a young age deal with my younger sister passing away now when my younger sister passed away at birth. I think she like swallowed her waist or something like that. I can't even remember the full details. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, I'm pretty sure my mom could tell me, but I don't really want her to relive that. That kind of sucks. But I just watched my mom's mental, like not be all there or whatever. And I was like, yo, I don't want like to see this again. So I kind of made a conscious decision at that age, which is kind of like, I know people don't like believe that or whatever, but I swear to God, I really did. I was actually talking to my homeboy, uh, JJ, about that. And he was just telling me some of the crazy things that he made a conscious decision at as a young kid. And people just didn't believe him, man. I I personally believe him because I know people always come with these fucking like stories of like these famous people saying that they knew from when they were born, the age of four or five, they wanted to be a singer. They wanted to be a basketball player. And everybody just like cheers them on and goes, wow, but... If it's something negative or something that's a little bit more complex than that, they don't give children like the credit of knowing what they wanted to do from a young age. And I believe if you could do that at being, well, I believe 
if you can do that for them being a singer or a firefighter or something like that, you can definitely see it on the other foot. But for whatever reason, we just don't give children their credit for that and whatnot. I don't really know where I was going with that, but yeah, um, that's just how I felt about that. But from that age, I kind of just had that decision in my mind and it's kind of stuck with me. So I, I honestly really do believe I'm going to probably outlive everybody that I know and I fuck with, but realistically that won't happen because I could become a 90 year old man and meet some kid named fucking Trevor and me and Trevor get a great relationship, kind of like fucking Clint Eastwood and the, the, the kid from Gran Torino. Then I end up dying and he's left behind and therefore, you know, that type of thing. That's a real possibility. But I guess I mean the people in, in the present, I feel that I might outlive. But I don't know. Other than that, I've been, like I said, I've been up since like two o'clock this morning. And I don't know how I ended up watching like Howard Stern and video clips on Facebook. One video led to another. And you know how I just go down that rabbit hole with videos. And it was just crazy to watch all these people that I fuck with be on his show and them pretty much talk about the most random opportunities or the most life-changing opportunities. And this is why they were famous. Like I saw one with Ice-T and he pretty much said how he was at a club taking a shit in like a stall and he was talking to some dude. And I can't remember what he told the dude verbatim, but Mario Van Peoples was outside and heard him say what he needed to say. During then he was like, yo, whoever said that, I want you to be the star of my movie. And he was like, long story short, he thought Mario Van Peoples was crazy and whatnot. And then he ended up really getting this movie deal for New Jack City. And he was like, he didn't know what to do because he walked into the room and there was all these actors and stuff. And he's like, yo, I can't fuck up and this nervousness. And he didn't want to do it because he didn't want to be uh, like fake to the hood or whatever. Because he's like, they want me to play a cop and all this. And everybody in that he contact where they were in jail, there was someone in the hood was like, yo, you better take that opportunity pretty much like go do it or whatever. And he's like, he ended up trying to go to do it, but he was nervous because he's around all these big actors and people he found famous. And he was like, it took Chris Rock to pretty much tell him, yo, you're the most famous person in here. All these people are actors and you see them on the screen and all this shit, but you're the one pulling up in the Bentley. You're the one doing all of this. Like, fuck these people. They're the beneath you. And he was like, after then, that kind of just gave him his confidence and he did what he needed to do. And Something that completely he was like terrified of and out of his element, his comfort zone, pretty much. He like ended up being the most successful thing that he ever did money wise, you know, and I just found that kind of crazy. And it was the same thing with Ice Cube. Ice Cube said he ran into John Singleton trying to like run into our city hall so he could perform on our city hall show. And John Singleton's uh, persistence and kept asking him, hey, I need you to be this uh, star in the movie of my uh, a movie that I, I, I got. And Ice Cube's pretty much like, yeah, whatever, my nigga, and just kind of like shooing him off and whatnot. Because at the time, John Singleton was like a director, well, not a director, but he was like a a sophomore or whatever at USC. And he kind of just blew John Singleton off. And later on again in life, he sees John Singleton. And John Singleton is like, yo, I still want you to be the star of my movie. And he's like, yeah, whatever, kind of blew him off again. And then later on in life, his, um, what was it, like his uh, manager or whatever hit him up. And he's like, yo, um we got this movie role we want you to try or whatever. Ice Cube's like, yeah, cool, whatever. And I go, he takes like the script, the pictures and stuff that they wanted to do. And he just kind of ignores it, goes and shows up. And it's John Singleton. And he's like, holy shit, it's you again. He's like, wow, this motherfucker's actually in like a studio and stuff now or whatever. He said he auditioned for it. 
he sucked. He was out of his like comfort zone. And John Singleton says like, fuck. He was like, look, Ice Cube, did you read my script and all that? And Ice Cube pretty much told him, hell no, nah, I didn't read that shit. I didn't give a fuck or whatever. And he was like, all right, why don't you go home, you read this and do all this and come back and try again. And then, you know, if you pass this time, you pass. If not, I just got to find somebody else. And he said, Ice Cube was like, I was like, I'm nervous. I'm not an actor. I don't do none of all this stuff or whatever. But once he read the script, he was like, nigga, I am dope boy. This is like the hood. I've like lived this shit. I know these type of people. This shouldn't be hard. So he went, he tried out again. He got the role, but they still wanted him to do acting classes and all this stuff. And he said it took a, what's that dude's name? Morgan Freeman, not Morgan Freeman, uh, Morpheus, Cowboy Eddie from fucking, um, uh, yeah, that is Morgan Fre- Freeman, right? No, Morgan Freeman is the old nigga. Um, whoever the fuck Cowboy Eddie is, uh, Lawrence Fishburg from the movie. My bad. I'm like fucking horrible with names, but it took Lawrence Fishburg to tell him, you know, dude, just be Doughboy. You know who this dude is. Be him or whatever. And it, it got him to be okay with being out of his comfort zone to do the movie. And it was just like a whole bunch of people that I saw. Dave Chappelle, Mike Tyson, all of these people doing this stuff. And it was, it was just crazy to see like these people who were already established, they keep going to this next level by constantly getting out of their comfort zone. Like you always hear people say you got to do that to get success. And there's very few people who really, really do it, but it was very like inspirational or whatnot. I don't, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but that's just what I've been doing this morning. I dealt with whatever I dealt with yesterday in my head. I think I'm okay. I'm not just going to say, like, I'm okay, but I think I'm okay. I'm, like, more operational and less frustrated than I was yesterday. And then I've been up watching that shit. And yeah, but I think I've talked long enough. What's my time? I don't I don't really know. Um, oh, shit, that's nine minutes worth of talking. I guess I've been talking pretty good, but... Yeah, man, I'm already here at these buildings that I need to clean because it is Sunday, so I'm going to do that, so... Um, I hope you guys' weekend's going good. Happy 4th of July and all that stuff if you're, like, into that. Because I think some people that listen to this aren't in the States. So you might not, like, celebrate 4th of July and all that stuff. Or you just might not celebrate it. But whatever. Have a happy Sunday, happy week, all that good stuff. Here comes the GOAT.